Welcome to the Inspiring Women of the 719 podcast, brought to you by the Success Collective. You see these women every day in the grocery store and on the soccer field. They are women just like you and me, and yet they are living inspirational lives through their thoughts, words, and actions. Let's meet the powerhouse next door with today's host, Jessica Daniels. Welcome, everyone. Thank you for joining us to celebrate women in Colorado Springs who are shaking things up by going the extra mile and being absolutely inspiring. Today, we have some very exciting news for you. The gracious and so incredibly talented Jenna Bowden presented us with an opportunity that was way too great to pass up. So we have actually acquired the Inspiring Women podcast as an additional offering of the Success Collective. Now, for those of you who aren't familiar with the Success Collective, it is a local organization of female entrepreneurs who passionately support one another as well as the community. From here on out, you'll be hearing stories about the amazing women of the 719 area code who are doing inspiring things, but we will be bringing them to you from the Success Collective. And here to join us today are three women I absolutely adore and I learn so much from on a regular basis. It's important that I introduce them to you because as we bring you these inspiring stories, you're going to have the opportunity to meet and hear from each one of them as they are going to be the new hosts for the show. So one of our guests is Melody Christian. She is the wife to John, mother of two adorable adopted babies. One's a toddler, one's an infant. She owns Finicky Fox Designs, which is a graphic design, branding, and website design company. And she also owns a lot of chickens. She loves French toast and foxes and pretty much everything that Melody touches turns to beautiful. So Melody Christian, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me, Jess. Our other guest that, that I wanna introduce you to is Brittany Hansen. Brittany is a businesswoman extraordinaire. She is an owner of a branch of Fairway Mortgage as well as a, an amazing loan officer and employer to many other people. She's a travel guru and a huge adventurer. She's always going places and having experiences that make all of us envious. She's the mother to Billy Idol, who is not a child, but a fur baby. He's a little dog who is white and adorable and fluffy. And aren't his teeth a little jacked up? <laughs> hey. <laughs> All right. She's also, <laughs> she's also a huge philanthropist and is always looking uh, as to how she can help other people who are vulnerable and in need. She loves grilled cheese sandwiches and she's a closet concert addict. Brittany, thank you for being here. So excited to be here. And last but certainly not least, we have Bronwyn Cole. She is the wife to Mike. She is the mother of two energetic elementary school-aged kiddos. She is the community queen. This woman is on the board of Kono, which is the Council of Neighbor Neighborhood Organizations. Um, she's also the facilitator of the local Colorado Springs Women's Chapter of the Success Collective. She loves wine, maybe a little too much. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> She also is a huge body pump fanatic. She loves hosting parties. If you want to see Bronwyn come alive, you give her a party to host or a hot tub to get in with all her friends or her family members, and Bronwyn is right at home. So Bronwyn, thank you for being with us. 
Jess, thank you so much. It's an honor. Yeah. Well, ladies, today is our first podcast together as the hosts of Inspiring Women of the 719. And I thought, what a better way than for us to just kind of have a real roundhouse conversation about what does this really look like to us? Um, you know, as we're finding women that we find inspiring, we have to ask ourselves this question. What is it that makes someone admirable or inspiring? I would say a big admirable quality that I see in people is doers because, you know, being an Instagram free, that's kind of where <laughs> I really relate to people of that, but not necessarily for being production or successful, but like doers in your community, the people who show up all of the time, even when there's um, nobody's acknowledging it or giving them accolades or anything. It's just those people. And we all know someone that's like that, whether it's a neighbor or a good friend, that's always helping. I could say that of each of you. I always watch. You're never doing it for the glory. Just if something comes up, you're like, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to handle it. And that's one of my favorite qualities to see in people is the non-excuse people that they're just like, whatever, I'm busy, but I'll figure it out and I'm going to do it. And it's handled and it's done. So I love that about people. Yeah. Like the people who actually are just like, let's just get in, dig in, get the work done and move forward instead of like either talking about it forever or complaining about a problem or stuff like that. Well, as a mom, I definitely think it's admirable when I see women who have to wear so many hats. I mean, not just motherhood, but there are so many things that we do. And I just love to see um, when, when people are passionate about things, when women are passionate about things and they tackle it head on and they, and they have a heart for it. And so they make it work. Um, and so that, um, that to me is always really admirable when I see that just in women. I, I think part of it too, is seeing how like you have these, it doesn't take somebody at unordinary to do something inspiring. Right. We, t- and we talk about that. It's like the everyday woman can be inspiring. But I think what makes it inspiring is you have this ordinary person doing unordinary things. They're they're going the extra mile. They're not just accepting the status quo. They're taking, yes, I'm an ordinary everyday person, but I'm not going to limit, let that limit my behaviors and my actions. I'm going to do the unordinary, even though I'm ordinary. Yeah, Jess, I think we talk about this a lot in our group sometimes is we come up with these great ideas and um, I, I, you know, anybody can sit around the water cooler, right, and talk about things, but then actually doing them. And and I think it's one of my pet peeves is when you sit around the water cooler and then you don't make things happen. And just having being able to have those conversations and make it happen is really important. Um, I've got a question that I want to ask. I was wondering if you guys wanted to share what is the most inspiring story that you've ever heard. I will say that just being in the adoption community and adoptive moms and what they do um, just in their families and then in their businesses, it always humbles me and it always inspires me. I'm just thinking about a couple of my friends who um, have small businesses and run them and then leave state to adopt a child and still run their businesses um, and then put themselves out there and are selfless and um, starting their families. I just that, that always inspires me. So there's a couple specific stories I could mention, but, um, but that in general always inspires me. I definitely think I, you're right. Adoptive moms and dads are so inspiring because that's, 
there, there's so many challenges I imagine that go along with that. Mm-hmm. And I haven't been in your shoes, but I could understand how there could be so many different facets that the everyday person doesn't even think of. Right. Um, so I, my brother and his wife went to college with a girl, her name's Sage Volkman. You can follow her on Instagram. I'll find her thing. But she basically, when she was little, I want to say she was like three or four, she was camping with her family and there was an explosion of the propane tank outside the tent. And she basically was burned head to toe and like it uh, severely impacted her limbs and she has burn scars over her whole body. Um, but she is one of the most positive, um, energetic, just awesome people I've ever met. And now she uses her life to do public speaking and to encourage people to like include others that might not look like them. And she just has basically taken something that is so has been a catastrophic incident and turned it into a beautiful story of how to love other people well and love yourself well. And, and I, I found that so inspiring and humbling. Um, I would say I'm going to go more famous route on this one, but just, um, I think of Ruth Bader Ginsburg a lot that she had no one to model what she did after her that, you know, when she got out of law school and none of the law firms would hire her and she was like pushing her way in and then fighting for women, you know, to not lose their jobs because they became pregnant or equal pay or that we could be CEOs too. I just find it so incredible when people paved the way, when there was absolutely no one to model after that, those stories to me always get me where I'm just like, it's one thing to be successful and you've, you know, you have all these role models to follow, but if there's no role model for what you want to do, it's incredible that people like make themselves a role model without even meaning to. Yeah, you're right. All right. Who wants to ask the next question? I have a fun one that I can ask that's even related to us. Let's go, Brittany. For those of you in a business partnership, what's the hardest part of being in a partnership? the hardest part of being in a business partnership you know I think right uh I think it really comes down to like thinking that thinking of it like a marriage it's it's that important and I think communicating um you have to set boundaries and you you have to then learn to grow with each other and change with each other as the business grows you have to grow and things that you start off thinking in the beginning were okay, you know, six months down the road or a year down the road, they are not okay anymore. And communicating those really important things and, and setting, um, you know, those, the, the boundaries or goals or really defining um, each other's, you know, the boundaries that you have and then communicating those to each other are so important. Yeah. I think the boundaries are important, but then I also think like being honest, right? Like when your feelings are hurt saying like, Hey, this didn't hit me right. Or, Hey, this is how I'm interpreting it. Is, is this how you meant it? I think if you don't be honest about those negative interactions, because you're going to have them just like you do in marriage or relationships or friendships, you're going to have these negative interactions. And if you can't call them out for what they are and then figure out a way out of it and a way forward, then you'll, then you harbor resentments. And I feel like that's something that actually like Brittany does a really good job of is saying like, Hey, you said this, it kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Here's where I'm coming from. Maybe you didn't mean it this way, but this is how I took it. And it, it opens the door for a clear communication of, no, that's not how I meant it. I'm glad you voiced that. Like, cause then we can nip things in the bud and not move forward, carrying resentments and frustrations. And I think that comes from 
understanding people's intent. That's something I've really worked on. And I've been proud of us as a company because we're not going to lie. There's days when we're all arguing and we're getting like (laughs) heated and mad and everyone's talking over each other. But then it's like learning to step back and think, would that person say something hurtful to me? Because they wouldn't. So I'm turning what they said into something that's not even there. So I think that's like going off what you say is just understanding the intent and that like you're in a partnership, you respect each other. Nobody's insulting each other on purpose. So always remembering that kind of keeps your anger more at bay than quick to be offended because you're like, no, 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 they wouldn't say that. And asking a follow-up question, did you mean this or did you really mean to tell me I'm stupid? Yep. <laughs> yep. All right, ladies, we got time for one more good conversation question. What do you have for us, Melody? All right. Last question. What gives you a sense of accomplishment in your business? Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Jessica, come on, you take it first. It's hard because I feel like in in a lot of ways, I do feel senses of accomplishment, but, and maybe this is the the three in me, but like, it's never done. (laughs) So there's always more to accomplish. And at some level in the back of my mind, I feel like we'll all feel accomplished when I've accomplished all the things. I think that's a moving carrot. It's never going to get there. So that's a really hard question for me to answer. You're right. And I think it looks different in different seasons as well. Like sometimes, you know, we're, we're go, 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 and we can be all in and, and doing all of the things. And so we are kind of looking for that next goal and a next achievement. Um, but we need to find what's actually going to give us that sense of accomplishment where we're at, especially if we can't do all of the things because of whatever life is throwing at us. And I think accomplishment is different depending on your field, correct? You know, like for me, finishing a piece that is just outstanding is an amazing accomplishment. But at the same time, there's a lot of times in my in my months that just getting everything done is an accomplishment. I think for me, it is um, just my client's experience. You know, when they go to launch uh, their brand and their company and they put themselves out there and they, it's like their first post with their new branding and they're really excited. Me seeing that on social media, it it just makes me feel so good. I'm like, yes, that's it. We've arrived. Like this is it. <laughs> so that for me is definitely a, a huge sense of accomplishment. And I would say I'm going to talk about a little accomplishment is being a type A'er. When I make a to-do list in the morning, especially with mortgage, there's a million things to do in a day which this does not happen often, but some days I hit the whole list and I'm just yeah, like, yeah. Celebrate that. Mama did good today. Mama did <laughs> yeah. good today. But it's just that moment when you're like that last cross off. Cause I like to physically write my teeth and cross <laughs> it out. And that sound of the pen on the last one oh. gives me chills. Yeah. That feels like a good day. It's interesting. So I was reading and I haven't finished it, but the Chip Gaines book, And he was talking even in the introduction about like a good day is a day that you worked hard and you sweated and you put in all this stuff. And at the end of the day, you're like, I got a lot done. Like, I feel good. I feel like I contributed today. Like that's, that's the epitome of a good day. That speaks right to your checklist. (laughs) It's a not today, Satan, not today. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, I feel like we could talk forever. I feel like these conversations could go forever. And that's why I'm so excited to do this podcast because I just feel like there are so many amazing stories out there that need to be told. Um, And there are so many different topics that I find inspiring and uplifting and it's awesome to explore. Thank you all for being here and taking the time to talk through some things. And 
just for the, our audience out there, we appreciate you being here. We hope that you will come again and listen to a lot of the stories of these amazing women here in Colorado Springs that are doing inspiring things with their lives, even though they are ordinary everyday women. So thank you for joining us today. Stay inspired. Thanks for listening to Inspiring Women of the 719. Please like, subscribe, and follow us on all the socials. Until next time, here's to inspiring the 719, one woman at a time.